the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli, that's Danny Cannell, I'm Chip Patterson. New college football playoff rankings released right now. Thanks to all of you that are joining the conversation live at youtube.com slash cover three. A reminder, please subscribe to the Cover Three Podcast on YouTube. Go and hit that notification bell. You get a new notice right there on your phone. Hey, is there are there locks there? Yes. Is there a new mailbag episode? Yes. Upon further review, you can find out. You you can just be lazy about it. We'll just tell you, just go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio product, uh, like all the OGs, we appreciate it the entire way. A new uh, top four, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati at five, Michigan at six, Michigan State comes in behind the Wolverines at number seven, Oklahoma at eight, Notre Dame at nine, Oklahoma State at 10. For the most part, we had just like, you drop Michigan State and shuffle, 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 shuffle. And you drop Wake Forest and shuffle, 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 shuffle. No, not, not a lot of mix-up. Again, the the head-to-head of the uh, the Wolverines and the Spartans, if you want to take issue there. But uh, let's see. Tom, Danny, who's who's feeling hot about this? <laughs> <laughs> We've been out here waiting for you. <laughs> let's just tell you. I'm glad that you led this thing off. Because Coca did say, do you guys want to start without Chip? And both Tom and I were like, eh, we'll just wait for Chip. And we're glad you did because you bring the energy. <laughs> uh, last week was the fiery week. This week, I'm, I'm over it already. Like the whole process, I'm just over it. The The Michigan-Michigan State thing doesn't make any sense. Like we literally just saw this play out. But Tom and I were talking before, and this happens every year. You think you know what the committee's going to value because they did have Ohio state, Oregon, and they had the other SM was at SMU Fresno state. Like there was a couple mm-hmm. other head to heads that they honored. And you're like, Oh, that's what this committee's going to value. And then they throw you a curveball this week and they show you, Nope, that, that try keep guessing, have fun. It's like whack-a-mole. Like you think, you know, but you're not going to know. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculousness. That's what we. That's what we do. I'm, I'm starting to get close. I t- I told y'all. I'm starting. By the end of this, I'll I'll have it down. But I I, I think I out of my my own personal projected twenty five. There were some curveballs. Like I was, uh, I was way off on. I think that there was Ole Miss was lower than I thought. I thought that Ole Miss was going to come in a little bit higher than number fifteen. That was a surprise for me. Top eleven outside of the um, outside of that Michigan, Michigan State. I nailed uh, BYU was higher than I expected. The NC State was about a spot or two higher than I expected. 
And uh, while I thought Purdue would be in, goodness gracious, all the way up to 19 is quite a reaction to that win. Happy to see UTSA. Um, thought I'd see Penn State, but I don't know, man. We're we're starting to get close to understanding the general head of this selection committee. I mean, they need things to be simple. They are busy human beings with jobs that don't include ranking these teams all the time. They are going to hit the easy button anytime that's possible. Uh, so I I I think that in general, this was a, a an easy week for them because they didn't have to do too much tough decision making, especially in the top fifteen. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with I, like you. I had the top ten down except for Michigan, Michigan State, and that is the surprise to me. And it is the weird thing that stands out because. Like, if you just want to look at it from the which team do you think is better angle, I know Michigan State beat Michigan a few weeks ago. It was a close game in East Lansing. I think in the long run, Michigan's a better team than Michigan State. But I also think Ohio State's better than Oregon. So if you're going to ignore the head-to-head there in a game that took place two weeks ago, why are you still honoring the head-to-head in Oregon-Ohio State? I also think Michigan State's win against Michigan is better than Michigan's win against Wisconsin. Like, if we're going to judge these two eight and one teams, strength of record number seven for Michigan, number eight for Michigan, uh, number seven for Michigan State, number eight for Michigan, uh, strength of schedule number 43 for Michigan State, number 45. I mean, here are those numbers seven, eight, 43, 45, eight and one is the record. Michigan and Michigan State have identical profiles. I think that Michigan State's win against the Wolverines is better than the Badgers' win against Michigan. But I guess that that just came down to some football coach that was like, I don't know, guys. This Spartans pass defense has been lit up the last couple of weeks. I don't know if we can trust these guys. Yeah, no, maybe, but I just, it's, or it's, you know, Michigan's got the better loss. Right. Right. (laughs) You put Purdue in at number nine. Like, if you're going to lift Purdue all the way up into number 19, then. I I had an Ohio State fan arguing with me about the Oregon Ohio State thing because he said, that their loss was worse than theirs and that that should trump the head to head. Yes. And that's the type of debates that we have in 2021. Oh, Ohio state's issue is strength of schedule. Strength of schedule for Ohio state's number 63 in the country. It's not impressive. It's not the Oklahoma one Oh four, but it's because the strength of schedule remaining is very, it's much higher with the, the Michigan state game left and with the Michigan let game left the Buckeyes strength the schedule rating will improve but to put Oregon ahead of Ohio State I think makes total sense right now but what's Oregon's strength of schedule 25 okay because the Ohio well but Ohio State played Fresno, Oregon I mean Fresno State Ohio State the best wins on Oregon's schedule are the non-conference games so that's going to help your strength of schedule inherently because it's like I'm trying to figure out what the other major teams on Oregon's schedule have been UCLA, Washington, Cal, Colorado, Arizona, Stony Brook. And how many of those teams are ranked? Only one, and it's Ohio State. Fresno State was last week, but Ohio State doesn't get much more impressive. Penn State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, Tulsa, Akron. But who would you take? Like, would you take if you're, oh, whatever. This is a really dumb conversation because none of them are that good. But I was going to say, like, if you're, okay, fine. Well, who's Maryland or Colorado? Who's better? I was going to say the Fresno State Minnesota is a better debate because I would take Fresno State. I wouldn't. Fresno oh, State, but, but you got to admit that's a close one. 
I don't think it's a huge gap, no, but right. I don't think Fresno State's beating Minnesota most of the time. And oh my God, what are we talking about with these dumbass rankings? <laughs> um, here, Danny, Danny, we mentioned this before the show. Chip, what do you think? If BYU is nine and zero with the same schedule, is it ranked ahead of Cincinnati right now? BYU with the same would schedule they would have multiple Pac-12 wins would be yes I agree BYU would be ranked ahead of Cincinnati at this point yes and you mentioned it earlier too like Auburn's at 17 which fine there's not a team behind it where I'm sitting there getting like upset about being ranked behind Auburn but if you're gonna have Auburn at 17 shouldn't Penn State be somewhere in this top 25 Penn State was my big surprise. Yeah. I thought that Penn State, uh, strength of record 25, strength of schedule 13, wins over Auburn and Wisconsin, teams that you do have in the 25. Mm -hmm. I mean, like how many teams uh, – I'll, I'll break this down after, uh, after the show, but like how many teams have two wins against other teams in the 25 and are not currently yeah. in the top 25? So it's so it's like and no disrespect to San Diego State, who has been good this year, but I think Penn State's better than San Diego State. And I Agreed. think Penn State's more deserving. I think <laughs> UTSA you have to have in there because they're undefeated and they do have a power five win over Illinois, which beat Penn State. So they've got the transitive property there on the Nittany Lions. I can't complain about that. Utah, cool. Arkansas. Once again, proving it's the second best team in the SEC West by being the one, two, fifth ranked team from the division. Is that five? Alabama, AM, Auburn, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. So five of the seven teams in that division are ranked in this thing. And one of them's firing the coach. And then hold on, who's the seventh? Mississippi State. Oh, which is which was the was in last ranked week. last week. So now <laughs> the entire SEC West has been ranked except for LSU in two weeks. So I think we know how they're propping Alabama up at number two, folks. <laughs> um, I saw I saw in the uh, for those who are joining in at uh, youtube.com slash cover three. Thank you for uh, for jumping in. Somebody said, which win of Utah's is the most impressive, especially if we're looking at like why Penn State was left out. I will read them very quickly. You tell me Arizona State, UCLA, Stanford, USC, Washington State and Weber State. <sighs> Um, Arizona State. Yeah, and that's only because they beat UCLA. <laughs> Although, hey, they beat Stanford by 45 on the farm, which is where Oregon lost to Stanford. So should Utah be ranked third? Uh, people are <laughs> asking. It is It is a question that some people are asking. Now, Utah's strength of schedule is 77. Uh, not all that impressive, but um, I they are – the leader right now in the Pac-12 South and apparently one of the last real roadblocks for the Oregon Ducks, who I do think oh, are kind of... What? So it's almost like they're trying to set up a matchup between two ranked teams. Huh. You vote, that's, the, that's the number one spot that the committee does have, I think, total wiggle room is 20 through 25. Yeah. It is, it is, that is where I will pull the tinfoil hat because I know I'm talking to the tinfoil hat mafia right here. That is where I will put on my tinfoil hat and join you guys. I do think the 20 through 25 spots are spots that are dedicated to fulfilling and uh, backing up the opinions you've made in one through 20. Danny and I are the founding members of CFP Anon. <laughs> we need to get t-shirts made yeah. up. Let's get those t-shirts made up. 
Here, y'all, listen, the CBS Sports Store could use CFPN on shirts, all right? <laughs> That's right. So, if where where Oklahoma is ranked now, because like I get it, their schedule is been crap so far. Like Texas has done them no favors whatsoever with the way they've played since that game. Like, what game is there left on Oklahoma? Like Oklahoma State, if they beat them twice, is that going to be enough to push them up to the top four? Because like Oklahoma State is at ten right now, but where are they going to put the Cowboys if the Cowboys lose to them twice? And then Baylor, if they lose to Oklahoma, is going to get docked. So. I think no matter to, what the schedule gets in because the these, schedule rankings have to do with your opponent's records and the, the wins that have been accumulated by the mm -hmm. combination, not just of Oklahoma state and Baylor, but even Iowa state six and three, like those wins are going to make all of those ratings improve. I, I think if they win out, there's no, no question. Sooners will be up there, but can they afford a loss? Like if they lose to Baylor or Oklahoma state before the big 12 title game, is that going to sink them? Or will it will it depend on what happens in front of them too? It's like if it's Oklahoma State and Oklahoma State is, you know what you would get? Do you remember the year that it was Oregon and Utah and they were both in the top 10? Mm -hmm. But they kind of they couldn't quite uh get away from each other. I think Utah was the leader going into the Pac-12 championship game, but then Oregon beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. I think that Oklahoma would be the Oregon in this standpoint. Oklahoma cannot afford to lose. All right. Well, then which of these three is going to be the one that convinces the committee Cincinnati's a top four team, USF, SMU, or ECU? Mm. I mean, do the we championship win? game, Houston. It's Tuesday night, but I've got a funny feeling about Friday night in Tampa. I'm just saying this Bulls team has been feisty. They were they were a tough foul for Houston this past weekend. No, they have they've been better the last few. I wrote about it in the bottom 25, which by the way, I will just point out the last three teams Cincinnati has played are all in the bottom 25 this week. And I listen, is it I don't have the name pulled up. Timmy McLean. Did you write about it? The it's the freshman quarterback that USF has now moved to. Mm. Uh, it's Timmy something. And in the uh, after the game, Dana Holgerson had nothing but effusive praise for the Bulls' new rookie quarterback. Just saying. No, they saying. <laughs> yeah, Timmy McLean is the guy. They have been a little more feisty as of late. They're still not. Why are we talking about you? <laughs> because it's about Cincinnati and it's about the playoff. Like all, all of these things are intertwined because guess what? All the Cincinnati hand wringing and all of the outrage, whether it be fake outrage or whether it be real outrage, all of us out the window, the second that the Bearcats take an L and I'm just saying it would be hilarious if Jeff Scott's bulls go and get this thing done on a Friday night in a swampy, rainy Ray J. Oh, that's <laughs> our dreams go to die. Oh, fire the cannons. <laughs> that's what that guy yells, right? Um, who's Michigan? Coca's telling us Michigan is an underdog this week, which yeah. is the second week in a row. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know it's I'm taking on that. Uh, well, that's but, when you were asking about Oklahoma. Like, it's going to take care of itself because the Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State stuff will probably resolve itself. Oregon, like, do we really trust Oregon to win out? Like, Oregon's the team I think is most fascinating. And I think they're, I don't trust them to win out. Do you? No. Yes. Yo. And Tom's the guy who picked them at the preseason, right? 
Yeah. yeah. You you think you really think they're going to win out? Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of their schedule is not exactly a murderer's row. Right. But they do have to play Utah twice in all likelihood. And Utah is getting pretty good. That defense, they feel a little more physical. And they're a well-coached team, and I don't like playing well-coached teams twice. Yeah. Because if you do if you do get them once, they're smart enough to figure out how to get you the second time. But I mean, Washington State, I, I'm not looking past Washington State this week. That's not a bad team. They've mm-hmm. played pretty well as of late. And then Oregon State rivalry game at the end of the season. I think my problem with Oregon isn't that I don't think they're good. It's just I feel like they don't have that step on your throat kind of gear. And I they, think that they're limited with Anthony Brown in that way where they just they don't pull away from teams. And that allows teams, you know, you keep let teams hang around. You just have to make a mistake or two. Then they'll kill you. So I think that the my Oregon confidence is all vibes because you've overcome so many injury issues. That offensive line has been really banged up. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau missing you know, not only the Ohio State game, but some other significant time kind of seems like he's rounding into form you lost cj verdell and like travis die is becoming this pac-12 superstar right now and i just think that the combination of anthony brown die thibodeau like a team that is feels like they've already faced the challenges that would normally derail the season and you're still here and you're in the top four again this is a an all-vibes analysis, but I, I think Oregon can continue to win these unimpressive, narrow games all the rest of the way and show up in the college football playoff as a one-loss Pac-12 champ. I would like to see it because I did you pick it at the start of the season. <laughs> I did take out a future on them making the playoff. So for me, it would be good. I just, I'm not optimistic. I just, I watch this team and I think it's a good team and I don't think it's a team that's incapable of losing at least once more. You know who's in a pretty good spot, and they don't have to play a conference championship game. Most of their name. most of their tougher opponents are behind them that they've already beaten. They're sitting there. I'm telling you, like Oklahoma's in an interesting spot this weekend. They play Baylor, Baylor, and they're only a five point favorite, five mm-hmm. five and a half point favorite. Like, I I think you brought up something interesting, Chip. Like, can they lose one of these? You know, what's the reaction going to be if Cincinnati wins out? Notre Dame wins out and Notre Dame passes Cincinnati and gets the full yeah, test. Yeah. They look, they look like, you know, they could definitely, if, if they played on a neutral field, they would, you know, they'd be favored. So we can go ahead and move them forward. But I if, understand what you're going happens, what they would say. If that happens, does that finally tip us to the expansion? Cin- Cincinnati so. is rooting for Notre Dame. That's the problem. If you're a Cincinnati fan, cause you're right. Like that debate, would probably not break the Bearcats way. Like but what's the Cincinnati, guy who's going to steal your girlfriend? What Cincinnati really <laughs> wants is for Notre Dame to be like number six and to be able to go ahead and, and push the Bearcats on into that number four spot or uh, wherever they might be. You know, I, I think Notre Dame's in a, a pretty decent spot to be able to be exactly where the Notre Dame football program wants to be, which is playing in the new year six, you know, they're just like perfectly positioned to be able to go and like, give me a Notre Dame wake forest peach bowl. And the exec suite is jumping in ATL in the big body bins. I mean, so many well-pressed shirts, glad handing 
just the future of the ACC being decided uh, over cocktails before the game. I like what Chris Kessler said in the comments about why Notre Dame would pass Cincinnati. Not the eye test, the ratings test. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Notre Dame's already gotten its crack. Like the Because we've had Notre Dame in 2018 and then again in 2020 three playoff appearances in four years. I mean, I understand we lean in on like Alabama and Clemson making it six years in a row, but yeah, that's a little overdoing it. Right. So does Oklahoma get the same treatment? Yeah. It's well, Oklahoma's had a minute out. You know, they had to learn their lesson in 2020. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say though, Notre Dame still got a pretty big fan base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty big. And it, it hits all of our, our important markets. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anything? Let's see. A little bit further down that uh, that stood out beyond uh, those top. Four. Oh, you know what we have not even mentioned yet. I don't think that this is a reaction for the moment. But if we're in this pocket, Alabama remains at number two. That is not a surprise to me. Tom, you you said you did a projection too. Thought Alabama would remain uh, at the number two spot. Is is it just a like? nice placeholder for the crimson tide until they lose yeah okay they'll be, they'll, i mean it's they're going to be there until the sec title game or unless they lose first danny so they're just going to ride it out at two i think so yeah and if auburn beats them and a&m wins out a&m gets to play in the championship is that how the SEC West clinchers go? I should have prepped that before, so. but yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. I think, yeah. So and AM still in the mix. And then there's your because I think there's a there's a couple ways you could see a two loss team. Because I think if AM beats Georgia, clearly they're in and Georgia's in as well. And then there's your two loss team for the first time. So there's a couple ways you could see a two loss team in this thing. How how much does Alabama have to beat New Mexico State by this week to move to number one? I mean, so I think that Alabama right now is going to be able to bolster its number two position because I do think it will beat Auburn. But, but I feel so much less confident that it's going to be able to defend with its offensive line, not defend, excuse me, block a defense with the offensive line that we have seen when that group goes up against. I don't know. I, 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 I guess quality competition. I mean, unless you just was uniquely prepared for that game in ways that Alabama was not prepared for, but still, I mean, we're talking about going up against the Georgia defensive front that I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at number two in Alabama. And when I project out what's going to happen at the end of the season, I conveniently just pull the crimson tide out and then just move the other uh, puzzle pieces around. Yeah. That's oh yeah, what's y'all's uh, final four? How would you do it right now? Uh, Georgia. Yep. Alabama. You still Ohio think State, Al- Oklahoma? All right, I'm gonna say no Alabama because I think Alabama loses the SEC championship game. Give me Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Oregon. I hope, I think that'd be fun. Maybe a fun four. I feel bad for Cincinnati. Do you think Cincinnati be undefeated left out, or do you think they lose before then? I, I think they're getting left out no matter what. I think that if in the four that I listed, Cincinnati could be undefeated and left out, but I mean, Cincinnati yeah. continues to play the way it has the last three weeks. I just I understand the competition is different, but 
they the margin for error is just so thin right now with the way that they're playing. And that's the thing too, because like even if they win out and these other teams kind of just hold surf, whether it's Alabama or Oregon getting that four spot or Oklahoma or Ohio State, all those other teams are ranked ahead of Cincinnati right now for the most part, but they have a chance to add resume wins to their resume. Cincinnati has no resume wins to add. It's it's shown its cards. It's just got to yeah. hope everybody else loses at this point. Hmm. Hmm. Thanks to all of you who jumped in uh, on the chat. We will be keeping this conversation going as we continue to join you after every college football playoff rankings release. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. We'll be back in your feeds on Wednesday on the YouTube channel on Wednesday. Not live, but smash that notification bell. You'll know when it goes live. And of course, if you're subscribed, well then, hey, the podcast gets delivered right to your phone. We'll tackle a couple of mailbag questions. Tuesday night at 10.30 on the East Coast. Probably too late for you to be able to get through whatever weird forest the comments have to get through. But you can at least go ahead and get in for next week and we'll be able to tackle that on a mailbag episode. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.